I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. And at a certain point, we stopped pulling punches, became bitter, vengeful. Then I realized with great podcasting comes greater responsibility. And welcome back to another edition of the Change My Mind podcast. I am Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the Peter Parker. To my Peter Parker, Mr. Nicholas J. Eskfryer, web slinger for hire. How are you doing today, Wes? Whew, man, I am doing great. And like this whole weekend, I've been fighting back and forth with myself of, of whether or not I should go back to the theater for the second viewing. I don't oh, do yeah? that very often. I might wow. do it for this movie, though, because I, I think, so many great, so much fun was had. I think Endgame, actually. I think it was Endgame was the last time I might have done that. The Infinity War, Endgame saga there, those two movies. Uh, very fitting because this is what it's kind of being compared to, right, with Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, yeah, because I know you did it. I think it was was the Black Widow. You rented something and you watched it twice before we did this, right? Yeah, but, but, that's but it. as yeah. far as going to the theater, right? Yeah, totally I, I bought the Black Widow on on Disney Premiere or whatever, whatever that was. Premier yeah. Plus, totally different. I think I'm gonna go back and see it a second time too because I saw it with Lauren and then my, my I text my dad and my brother. And my dad's like, "Hey, how do you feel about going to see it a second time?" I was like. I mean, sure, but I mean, it's also the holidays, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to blow my brains out. That's not oh. fun to joke about, but seriously, oh, yes. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, we're both exhausted coming into this, but I'm also like, I couldn't be more amped to talk about this movie. It was, I don't want to give, you know, get too far ahead of myself, but it, it was, was mind blowing, if you oh, will. Yo. <laughs> Uh, how about that that's turning a sad joke into a happy joke here that's that's what we do on the change my mind podcast here and if you haven't uh already figured it out we're going to be conducting an exit survey for the must-see motion picture event of the last three years maybe uh spider-man no way home starring tom holland Mm -hmm. andrew garfield and toby mcguire yep yep and and for those who are new to the podcast this is a spoiler filled podcast if you didn't know that already uh then well you learned the, yeah, I you didn't know this was coming. Yeah, exactly. And, and you got a little bit of time here because we're not going to be jumping right into it. Although I just gave away the two other Spider-Man confirmations right there. Mm. Uh, but how was your how was your theater experience, Nick? Before we move forward with things, uh, I kind of got rushed into there because I for, I forget what the hell I was doing. We, we um, were Dartmouth guy, Fall oh, River, Boston. I, Where went, were you? I went I went to Fall River, but you know what happened was I had a uh, I played basketball that morning, oh. five on five for the first time since uh since 2020 like since like february of 2025 on full five. court or like the full, full court. court from full like court. the half length you know you know what i mean no full court absolute full court and it was against um my it was like a bunch of my my buddies from high school we were playing they, our coach our old coach asked us to come back and play with the kids mm-hmm. and i was dead and then and i was also up till three in the morning the night before and drinking so it was oh. just like high school all over again right sure um, right but no i was i was dead i was oh my god i was so getting i was just happy to sit down and relax and it was just from start to finish, outstanding. And but obviously, once it got to a certain point in the movie, it was great. But where did you go? Wareham. So Wareham, flagship guy, locally owned and, and operated. So went there. Almost sold out at a twelve o'clock showing on a Friday. Uh, so, but so the, I, I walk nuts. in. I have my tickets. I pre-purchased them, so I just got to print them out. I go to wait in line for a little, little uh, uh, Sour Patch Kids snack. 
Mm-hmm. Line's a little long. So I'll go, you know what? I'm going to go into the theater. I'm going to find my seat, secure my seat because it's a selectum, you know, and it's all reclining and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I sit down, I get comfortable. I was like, okay, uh, previews are about to start. Don't really care about those anymore. They don't have the same meaning to me anymore nowadays. Now with Twitter, go to the bathroom, get my food, come back. There was a father and two young children sitting in the uh, occupying one of the three seats, right? One of my seats at this point. And I, I go and I, I look and it's kind of darker at this point as the uh, previews are playing. I'm like, hey, XR, you're in my seat. And like, I was a little fired up. There was like an event, like something happened earlier in the afternoon that, that kind of got me a little, little riled up. So I was c- coming in like a little hot. And I was like, hey, like, you're, you're in my seat. And the guy's kind of looking at me. They're all reclined back with their two kids and the popcorn. And then I realized, like, no, I am the asshole in this situation. I can just move over to the seat right next to you mm. where they were probably sitting. You know, that was probably their seat just moved over. I'll go, you guys sit. I'll sit there. What am I doing? My bad. Wow. <laughs> that like, is- I'm, like, I, I'm like, what, what am I? Because like, they're just sitting there with the popcorn. The kids got their feet up. The, you know, they're all coming. I'm like, am I really going to make these guys move? You know, what? just Seriously, for me. That is quick, quick thinking. On your part, I'm impressed. I'm proud of you. Seriously, I, it was it was almost there. And I'm like, I pull. I was like, geez, man. Like, I was it was close to it, but it's it, so it was a little bit of a holiday spirit took me over there. I, I had a little bit of Bob Cratchit in me. I, I I love to see that, and it's you know too. Like it's 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 a tough situation where you just you're like you're you're amped up. You said you had some shit going on earlier in, earlier in the day that wasn't great. So like it's totally acceptable for you to just. I mean, obviously they don't know, but totally acceptable for you to make that mis- say that. Yeah, you know, you're, you're pre- projecting a little bit, and I'm like, well, yeah, again, running a little. But it's also they like, did the, they yeah. technically did the wrong thing, but you did the right thing at the end because they probably just asked you. So not that you. big of a deal, right? In in the scheme of things, which you could say about a lot of the uh, maybe plot holes or or nitpicks of this movie that I think oh. there are a few, but again, oh. in the greater scheme of things, to tie this all back around. Uh, mm. Not that big of a deal, but oh. good, good theater experience overall. Once once that was kind of sat down, I, I was able to pee uh, beforehand. Didn't have to feel Same. like I'd go the whole time. You know, I wasn't wasn't kind of doing the pee wiggle uh, on the way out. So that mm-hmm. was good. I feel like I hear you and Goo mention that more that you guys had like get go to the bathroom the second you get out of the theater. I think it's you too. I feel like that. Yeah. Well, I I you know I always drink a lot of water and then I get like a something like a soda on beforehand. And then, like, the water on top of the soda is just going to make it tough. I got a big bladder. I can hold it for a while. But mm. by but the only- end, you know, it's the nitty-gritty. Mm. Yes, that's that you're pushing it there. But, um, I yeah, I, I didn't have any issues with that either. Didn't have a, certainly didn't have a seating snafu. Um, I love the picture show in, in Fall River. That's where I go. But I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. We were trying to go on Friday, and then things got – like, it's just the stuff booked up so fast. We Neither of us, though, did, like, the, the crazy early, like – booking of our tickets like some others did so goes to show depending on where you are at least in the state great state of massachusetts you're gonna right. be fine exactly exactly there now uh speaking of of other things going on, i don't really have a segue for this but let's go it's to close. trending now mm-hmm. um hawkeye season one episode five entitled ronin yeah what did you, what did you think because i thought this was another kind of a spinning its wheels type episode didn't really pay off on the uh, breaking the internet, quote unquote, that I believe one of the producers promised. Yeah. So I think, okay, I think if they hadn't said that beforehand, you would have gotten the break the internet vibe with what happened at the end of the episode. Mm, I, but it was the way that they introduced Kingpin that bothered me. Yeah, I, I under I understand that. I do I do understand that. But it, you you can't tell me that if they didn't warn you, episode five, something big is going to happen. It wouldn't have had a different impact on you, right? 
Right. No, no, I, I agree. But it's just for a character that is so big and larger than life and hmm. king, you know, it, it is such a small introduction for him. And if it that is. is the uh, literary twist that they're going for, uh, yeah. it, it just kind of pisses me that, off. That, uh, that was that would have been lost on me, too. And for yeah. it to get lost on both of us means you definitely missed the mark on that. But uh, what I will say, the other appearance of Yelena, uh, a real delight, right, for the most part outstanding I, I couldn't so when you talk about spinning the tires i, I will say w- when she left i did check to see how long how much was left in the episode i was like wow they did that for a long ass time i mean i enjoyed every second yeah of it, but it was a long time where it was just her and kate bishop oh kate bishop i can't do a russian accent yeah but. exactly and that's fun and like like uh goo and i were talking about this on on uh hawkeyes on hawkeye it was kind of like had a tarantino like feel to it with that like meaningless mm. banter about, about nothing kind of back and forth the royale with cheese and stuff like mm. i think that's kind of funny when they're talking about the mac and like that's kind of where i see that conversation going yeah um it just went on a little too long for me but again the two of them together are, are dynamite on the screen uh Haley steinfeld and uh florence Pugh there yeah ama- amazing tandem and i I, I checked it afterwards, so maybe that does mean it was a little bit too long for me, too. But still, the writing, and I'm sure some of it was ad lib, too, but the writing on that is, is quality. It's outstanding. I mean, Yelena, I mean, Florence Pugh is so tapped into Yelena and probably has improved on her a little bit from the comics, even, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm totally here for that. I love what they're doing with her. And it looks like what you said with Echo is kind of what you said early on, what you were expecting in terms of what they were going to do mm-hmm. with the character was pretty on point. So doesn't necessarily bother me a whole lot, I, but the fact that it was that predictable, not necessarily ideal. So that is one of the, probably one of the bigger knocks on the series so far. Um, but still yeah. loving it. Yeah, I, I love it too. And again, I think it, it, it's been pretty much steady Eddie throughout, like a solid uh, 88, you know, kind of like a Rich Hill fastball right on the corner, Greg Maddox type of fastball. Mm. You know, it's not going to be impressive, but it's going to, you're gonna like it, you know. Maybe it's got got a little movement on. It's got a little little gut and dial <laughs> to it, but uh, but no. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. So I, I that's I like this series overall. But the Echo yeah. uh, story, like again, where I don't really have much of a background with the character, um, mm. it's tough. Like I wonder how the series is gonna work if with with the uh, uh, mute or, or deaf character the whole time. Is it gonna is that gonna def- um, you know, uh, 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 hurt the viewing experience mm. if you have to watch uh, subtitles the whole time. And I, well, I, I just wonder if it's, if there's not a lot of other Marvel stuff going on. I don't think it will, but it's gonna like that's. I wonder if that impacts how long the series ends up being. Um, but there, there is that's definitely a legitimate question. Like, how and I think it's a challenge, right? If if you're oh, a yeah. showrunner, how to kind of work around, you know, work around it and make it still an effective story. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's just something different that you have to think about. It's a, you know. I don't want to say a but wrench the, in the system, but it's, it's definitely an obstacle. But the big thing with these shows, what we're seeing is similar to the movies in that you'll see the main character a lot of the time, but you're going to bounce around to the other characters that are important to the show quite a bit. So if you have other quality characters, you know, they're not just going to be talking in sign language the entire time. So that will probably make a difference right. too. Whereas with like the, the Marvel Netflix shows, you see quite a bit of that. Um you see quite a bit where it's just like with like Daredevil, it's a lot of just him at times. So and that that could be that could be slow at times. Because mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's with with Daredevil. You know, again with the blind character, he can still talk. So you know, you, you don't really miss anything as a viewer with a blind character. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know, you're yeah. you're not really inhibited there. But Definitely anyway, um, big week of releases coming up here uh, at the end of the month of December. Uh, everyone's kind of uh, doing their their movie unloading of the year. 
Uh, we got Matrix Resurrections on HBO Max. We got Don't Look Up, which is a uh, I, for, I think it's an Adam McKay uh, a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah oh, Hill, kind of this, like end of the world type of quirky type of uh, humor. Uh, the Kingsman, of course, which is coming in theaters. Uh, we have The Witcher season two on Netflix. Nick, I'm sure you're a big fan. Nightmare oh, yeah. Alley, Guillermo yep. del Toro type of uh, thriller, sci-fi. Yep. Book of Boba Fett's this month too. That's right. Another yeah, yep. yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah, this is a huge month in terms of shows uh, for me with with Hawkeye, Book Book of Boba Fett, and then The Witcher season two. Um, yeah, this is a crazy awesome month. You know, what? I'm curious how you feel about this. So, The Kingsman is a theaters only movie, and then Nightmare Alley is as well. And I feel like with a lot of these movies that are being you know released in theaters first, like most movies are meant to be, they keep saying like in theaters only within mm -hmm. within the advertisements. How do you feel about that? Because I'm like, okay, like I, I get it now. Don't make this a forever thing because I don't want to keep hearing that shit. No, I think that's good to know because I, like I I think if not, you would assume a movie like Matrix Resurrections would be like an in theater only movie because you're still seeing it advertised um, on TV commercials during sporting events as if. It's like a normal movie being released, you know, not being released on a streaming service. Mm. You know, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. So for it, now, it's fine. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't make it a thing, though. I don't want it to become like a in theaters only. Like this is our war on the Netflix and you know Amazon Prime movies. I don't. Uh, well, I, I don't necessarily take it as like a defiant thing, like putting their okay. foot in the, or drawing a line in the sand. I think if it's just kind of like a, like a helpful signifier, like oh, okay, if All I right. want to go see this, I got to go see it in the theaters. Like that's All that's right. good to know. You really are in the holiday spirit right now, seeing the yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm up and I'm moving. I'm moving and grooving. Look at you, unbelievable. Uh the the Batman director Matt Reeves uh, says his Bruce Wayne interpretation is inspired by Kurt Cobain. Okay, uh, which leads me to believe uh, uh, the the question of which rock star celebrity would you want a superhero to be modeled after? Of course, I think Tony Stark. Uh, was modeled after Elon Musk and, and Robert Downey Jr. kind of talked with him and kind of took a little bit from him and there, you know? Okay. Uh, I would want it to be, if I was to pick one, uh, for I don't know which superhero it is, but I would love to see a superhero based off of, uh, there's it's supposed to be like Josh Groban. So that way Shine could go be cast as the character in case there's any singing involved. Cause that's who, right. Isn't that, or no, is it, is it Groban or is it? No, somebody else. Josh Groban. I mean, he, he's a fantastic who? opera singer. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. It's no. Who's the guy that he shines? does have a fantastic voice? No, who's the no? That okay. So Groban was had a Christmas song that came on the other day. Is it who's? Oh my God, I'm spiraling now. Who's the one that that Dale Arnold used to say shine sounded like all the time? It was this. Uh, um, who's the guy from Creed? Is it him? St Scott Stapp. See, that's who it was. It's Scott Stapp. Steve Stapp. To Steven oh, Stapp. Something like that. It's Stapp, though. But totally an easy mistake on my part. Um, you know, they, people get those two confused all the time. But I would love to see that. That one. So with that arms shy. wide open. Wow, that was a a tough landing on that joke. I just yeah. that was like watching a car crash there. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It felt like one too. So we can move on. From this I hope part. anyone listening at home didn't just get into a car accident listening to that. My apologize. Uh, <laughs> no, I loved it. Don't ever apologize for that. That's that's fantastic. Uh, I don't know. To answer the question though, I think uh, it's kind of a tough one, and I come up with this question didn't really need to have an answer for it. So. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just see. Black Panther is Kanye West. How about that? I uh, I don't know about that, but I will say that. Or I how do... about Namor? Because he's in love with fish sticks. I do. He loves fish sticks in his yeah. mouth. That's a, that's a South Park reference. It's a deep yep. cut. Uh, no, I I know that one. I got that one. But I will say I like 
I do kind of like hearing those sorts of things, like who these individuals are based off of in real life, because as much as you're based off the character too in the comics, like there's there is there are some things that are lost within the comics um, to the to the like real life portrayals or, or, or live action portrayals. So you mm-hmm, gotta mm-hmm. go and move, make some little differences here and there, because that is just the writing. Sure, you get the visual aspect, but there's got to be changes made in some capacity. So um, I don't hate this comparison like that. That's cool. Makes well, sense like, the emo stuff too. Kind of like with the casting of uh, this this Harry Styles fellow as the Eros, who's supposed to be this yep. kind of like gender fluid, everyone kind of loves him, we, we'll sleep with anybody type of thing, you know? Mm. Uh, a big, big kind of flirtatious. Like who, who is that? You know, who's the, mm. the 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 actor in Hollywood who's like guys and girls? You know, kind of moves. You know, maybe, maybe like a Freddie Mercury or Prince mm. type. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe something yeah. Like well, that. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you bring up him, but I think of Deadpool, and it's like you know, he just turned him into Ryan Reynolds, and it works perfectly. Totally fits the tone of the character mm-hmm, in every sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but Miles anyways. Teller as Mister Fantastic that works, of course. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the Fantastic Four, yes, the teaser trailer that we got. If you stuck around for the end of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, didn't have to pee. Uh, we, it was a, a teaser trailer of sorts with Doctor Strange 2. Uh, now there's uh, rumors and speculation about on the interwebs following that release uh, regarding the introduction of the Illuminati uh, in this movie. Guys like Magneto, who uh, Casey Walsh has dropped, and, and Dr. Charles Xavier, and even Mr. Fantastic, maybe the Miles Teller version, who knows, uh, plus three more unnamed members of the Illuminati will be allegedly introduced in Doctor Strange 2. Okay, nice. I, I look to me, I, I like getting all these little updates. That's great. But I, all I needed to see from that trailer, I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here though, was I needed to see, are we getting the other Dr. Strange? That's all I needed to see. We'll talk about that more later about the trailer. We don't want to get into too far into spoilers of any, sure. any capacity. Um, but yeah, I'm, I welcome all of these characters. Um, I, I'm trying to think. It's so just something to get very excited for, you know? Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. This is, this is going to be, I mean, a lot has been with everything that happened in, in this movie. A lot has been um, opened up, so I could see any of these characters being introduced very soon, as long as licensing doesn't get in the way. Yeah, and I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I, I think, I think fine, uh, yeah. that Disney money's pretty good these days. Why don't we take a turn over to uh, the comic book minute real quick, Nick? All right, sounds good. Well, speaking of X Men, one of the greatest X Men writers of all time, if not the greatest X Men writer of all time, Chris Claire, Chris Claremont. Uh, has a new series, a new X-Men series. I don't remember the last time he wrote anything X-Men related. It's been years. And not, it's, he's going to be writing none other than Gambit. So oh I could not God. be more excited about this shit. Um, don't know. We, we haven't gotten any uh, news on who the artist is or how long the series is going to be, if it's going to be a you know five-issue miniseries or whatever. They've been doing a few of those here and there. But I'm just excited to see him back on X-Men and to see Gambit getting his own shit too. Also just found out that uh, the Punisher is going to be getting a 13 issue prestige series um, with uh, Jason Aaron as the writer in this too. So this is supposed to be, this is like being uh, labeled as the definitive chapter in Frank Castle's life. I believe it was. Um, Yeah. A couple of gifts just before Christmas. Don't you say that one we know is is 13 issues. We know it's coming in March. Um, not sure exactly what date on March, but we'll be sure to let you guys know on here in the, in here on the comic book minute and on TLDR, um, as that, uh, news comes out, uh, from DC this week, we have Batman one dark Knight issue one by jock. Very excited for this one. Then we have nightwing 887, sorry, nightwing 87, which does not have a single panel. 
in this entire thing. It's all, it's all, well, I'm sorry. It does have a single panel, just okay. one. The entire thing is just one fluid story the whole way through. So I'm there, I haven't looked at it yet. I'll be reading it before we do TLDR. Like the ancient Egyptians or like the ancient uh, uh, like yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Chinese. Uh, folk. Didn't they used to have like stories like that that would yeah. all go on as you walk in? It was in Shang-Chi, right? I yeah. think, yeah. It's it, uh, hieroglyphics, right? For, yes. uh, for Egyptians. Yeah, Hieroglyph- absolutely. Yeah, that's the term. I yeah, think it was so- also in uh, TMNT. TMNT. The the third oh two okay yeah (laughs) or three one of one of those one of those Um, TMNT two that's tough to say very excited to get a look at that one of course uh, Tom Taylor's been killing it with that series from Image Comics this week we have Gunslinger Spawn issue three really been enjoying that and then from Marvel uh, speaking of all the Hawkeye stuff we had Wastelanders Hawkeye issue one the Wolverine issue was pretty disappointing the Hawkeye Mm. one was kick ass had a lot of cameos in it Uh, exactly what you want from a one off thing. Um, for TLDR this week, we just did our holiday gift guide. This week, we are doing our holiday special, so kind of Christmas-related stuff uh, from Doc and I this time around. So very okay. exciting. Yes. All right. Excellent. Sorry for stepping all over your comic book minute there. I didn't mean to overtake that with some bad jokes. <laughs> yes. How dare you? you yeah, it was, it was, it was real so rude. So rude. Unbelievable. All right. So, you know, Lacking of the Christmas spirit. Let's move on. It's time to get to the, the main topic. I can't do this wait for you anymore. All right. So what are we doing today, Wes? Yes. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, with Spider-Man's identity now revealed to the world, Peter asked Doctor Strange for help. But when a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be a Spider-Man. The casting crew for this is directed by John Watson, written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Uh, Again, spoilers, Tobey Mm -hmm. Maguire as Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, Zendaya as MJ, Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Doctor Strange, Jacob... Battleon, is that how you say his name? I think as so. Ned Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, Jamie Foxx as Electro, John Favreau as Happy Hogan, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, Benedict Wong as Wong, Tony Rev- uh, Revolori as Flash Thompson, Reese Ifans as Ifans? the Lizard. Yeah, Ifans? yeah, I think I think you got that right. Yeah. Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman and Charlie Cox Whoa. as Matt Murdock. Right, off the, right out the shoot, too. I mean, they, they wasted Ooh. no time with that one. That was, like, that was moving at breakneck Ooh. pace, that first act there. That had a, that had a lot to get through. Oh, but yep. uh, the the movie hauled in uh, $253 million domestic dollars this weekend. The first movie to cross the $100 million uh, opening domestic weekend threshold in this post-COVID world that we're now living in. Nice. Uh, so everything has got an asterisk on it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. 60, 61. Uh, so that, that's adding to a grand total of 587.2 million worldwide. Big record setter there as well. Wow. Uh, received a 9.1 out of 10 on IMDb with an astounding 94-99 split on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, as well as a 4.9 out of 5 on Google reviews with a 98% uh, of Google users liking this movie, Nick. I would love to know who the, the like the 2% of like Google users are that didn't like this movie. Like, I hated I, it. I can understand like you don't like everything. And I'm sure there are some people on Twitter too. Like if you, you go check Casey Walsh's Twitter, you'll find the people who didn't like this movie. Mm-hmm. But I just generally don't get how you didn't like it, which brings us to our tweet length review and score. And I gave this a 96 out of a hundred, everything we wanted from this movie 
and more. A really good movie on its own without the two major cameos, you know, quote on those. Um, mm-hmm. But they make it the best non-Infinity War endgame Marvel movie ever. Yeah, and, and we're usually in the same neighborhood uh, with scores, but on this one, we're on the same street. We might be neighbors. Uh, yep. We might be sharing sharing a wall in this one. Mm-hmm. Give us a 94 out of 100. Of course, the event viewing experience that we've been looking forward to. I think No Way Home delivers on its lofty expectations uh, while getting an emotional Peter Parker story in there as well. Uh, the highs of this movie far outweigh any of the plot holes used to get to those highs that may be an issue uh, mm-hmm. for some people that they stood out to me. And again, upon kind of was weighing back and forth, I was like, do I want that to be a big issue for me or not? And the more and more it's like they, it, the movie gave us so much to be mm-hmm. uh, hampered down by those, again, little things that help get us to those points. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seems like biting off your nose to spite your face in, in a lot of ways. But yeah, we'll talk about it. We will. I was say we will talk about it because there is one in particular that is that that I do want to discuss with you because there are because we we learned some things about a certain character a while back when we we're doing rewatch yeah. stuff and then there were changes made here. But they were. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll get to that in a second. But um, as we know, we all know we have the CMMMCU rankings and mm-hmm. to date, West. This is now the top ranked. Movie for us, of course, we have to go back and still do our rewatch vault for uh, Endgame and Infinity War, which we did already review um, Endgame. So, well, yeah, but we, we, we want to make this official here. Yes. You know, we want to make sure we're on the up and up here. Yes. So I think we're, we're going to be picking up from Thor Ragnarok. So we're, we're getting to the final, you know, we're rounding third base there. Mm-hmm. So uh, with a 95 total score, Spider-Man No Way Home sits the top of our rankings, beating out uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, by by a point and a half with a ninety three and a half mm-hmm. uh, ranking there, so yep. uh, good good stuff all the way around. And again, with the uh, amount of things they did right, it's tough it's tough to uh, really argue with anything here. Uh, and we asked you, the people, to tell us what you think uh, after ah. seeing the movie with our exit survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for taking part of that. We'll be working those responses in to our also uh, exit survey questions and responses here. But uh, let's get into the first question, Nick. What was the most rewatchable scene for you? Well, I mean, the the action in this was top-notch. We expect that from all Marvel stuff, right? I know that you really liked the Holland uh, mm-hmm. the, the Spider-Man versus Strange stuff in the the mirror uh is it realm? Oh yeah the yeah. D- mirror dimension mirror, mirror realm dimension. yeah yes the mirror dimension stuff was kick ass um of course anything with strange when you start getting really into his wizardry it just visually is stunning but to me the the best parts anytime you have all three Spider-Man honestly anytime you're pretty much dealing with um andrew garfield in this i was i was so in because he they just did such a good job with with his uh his version of peter parker yeah and and it was when you mentioned the the different versions of peter parker i think one of the youtube shows i was watching mentioned this and it was uh toby mcguire does such a great way of being like soft and a gentle and like not not trying to ruffle feathers before they happen right he's kind Mm. of like a like a well thought uh well thought out type of guy soft spoken but Mm. Toby Maguire is like the charismatic apologize profusely after committing the mistake type of guy. So they're both mm-hmm. really nice, but he's like, you know, Andrew Garfield's more of like the Labrador. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. They, they both kind of do it really well, which I, which I think is great. So I'm, I'm in agreement with you there, but to go back to the, the Holland and strange fight or, or yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the mirror dimension, but also his ability to, 
uh, cast those those portal openings and kind of oh. send him through and like get him. You know, it looks like he's like pulling at his leg at the same time with his own web. You yeah, know? it's like very. He was able to kind of beat him to the spots, mm-hmm. which I thought was just a very well done. Um, and again, everything with the mirror dimension we can go into, but. And, and, you know, Spider-Man kind of figuring it out that it's, oh, this is all just math and, and geometry anyway. You know, this mm-hmm. is all cool. And then he kind of outsmarts him there. I thought that was that was a cool moment. I think those are like clear cut the the most rewatchable scenes, like even just from an objective standpoint. But for me, other things that I did like, too, of course, we really enjoyed the the back and the banter with the um, with the villains in like Strange's Lair. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more mm-hmm. later on, but I would love to go back and check that out again. I will absolutely lose my shit again when I watch the Charlie Cox stuff because I was with when I was with Lauren. She hasn't seen the Netflix Marvel stuff, right. and I was like losing my shit. I'm like, that's fucking Daredevil. That's Daredevil, and I like warned her about all that kind of beforehand. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like she's like, like she gets it, but she kind of doesn't get it. So I'm like. No, you don't like this is one of my favorite characters too. It's freaking awesome. Like they said he was coming and this is how they did it. This is awesome. So I was I was losing my shit over that. Yeah, and I thought I thought that was cool. And, and again, the way that he's able to catch that brick so fast oh. to kind of stop Peter from it. Oh. Again, you know, uh, uh, the comic book nerd in us may be like, why yeah. didn't why, you know, is does that mean that uh uh Matt Murdock's, you know, sense, his radar sense is faster than spider-man spidey sense is that is that kind of what we're, we're assuming here uh, i wouldn't say that it's just that matt murdoch was closer to the rock that's all spidey was gonna catch it was he though was he i don't yeah. know that's, yeah, that, that's a good question right so that's uh, well actually actually i do think in the comics oh i do think in the comics that daredevil's um senses are quicker than spider-man spidey senses like up close okay all right well yeah so let, let us know at change my my pod am i am i a nerd for uh getting this right or am i a dummy for getting this wrong yeah let us know um what now then there's the whole matter of how people felt about the introduction of toby mcguire and uh, andrew garfield as spider-man and before you go and give me your take on this west i am going to go to the survey real quick yeah because i was pretty surprised by this one who was your favorite Spider-Man portrayal in this movie? Coming in at third at 13.3%, Tobey Maguire. Coming mm-hmm. in at second with Spider-Man number one uh, at 40%, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man number three was actually the leader, Andrew Garfield at 46.7%. And that really doesn't surprise me, again, because he has so much charisma on it. And I think when you think back to those amazing Spider-Man movies – the the common thing that you would hear over and over again was that he's a good Peter Parker, even if he is a, maybe a little too cool for school type of thing. He's not as he's not as nerdy as maybe the other ones kind of come off to be. Hmm. Uh, but he plays it so well, and he's so likable. It's the movie around him that was so bad. It's the Dennis Leary's. It's the the Lizard Reese Econs or whatever his name is. You know, hmm. uh, it's it's uh, uh, Max Dillon with the gap tooth and and the comb over. You you, you know what I mean? Like. All that stuff, stupid. The well, so okay. When it came to, first of all, I agree with you on the movies. Like, I do think that Andrew Garfield got a little bit of a raw deal. The first one wasn't bad. The second one was not good. But when it came to Garfield's portrayal, I actually had more of an issue. And I know you, you don't like it when I do this necessarily. But there's a difference between his portrayal of Peter Parker and his no. Portrayal I, of I, I agree. I love this. I love I, this. I like. Well, sometimes when I do the Ben Affleck one, I get like the, the Batman and, and Bruce Wayne. I do get a little annoying with that, but. With Andrew Garfield, I thought his Spider-Man was better because he's, you know, there should be a little bit of cockiness, a little bit um, to the point of like being naive at times. Sure. But, but when it comes to his Peter Parker, I did feel like he was too cool for school 
with his portrayal of that character. Yeah, where agreed. he kind of just was all the same person. And I did feel kind of like um, uh, uh, Tobey Maguire did the same thing. A little bit better when it came to transitioning over to Spider-Man, but his Peter Parker, I felt, was better. And then Tom Holland is like the one who does both well, and he's not the same. Like, yes, there's a little bit of... Peter Parker still in that Spider-Man, but he still like turns on that confidence once in a while. I feel he's tapped into the character better, but yeah, I, I like Garfield's. I like I'm sorry, I like McGuire's more than Garfield's. Uh, sorry, Jesus, I like yeah, Garfield right. <laughs> more than McGuire's in this one. Um, but still, like if you're asking me, like who you know who could hold the movie better, I still think he's probably going to fall at number three. Although the hype around him after this movie too seems like it's off the charts. You're really twisting yourself in a pretzel here. Just, just, <sighs> just too many an Spider-Men. <laughs> Oh my lord! That's not true. I, I, yeah, so I agree. I think I think it's Andrew Garfield. I think he stole the show. And again, it's maybe an expectation versus uh, reality thing. Maybe mm. you weren't expecting much out of him. He's like, oh, this guy's great. I forgot how great he is. But oh. uh, how do I feel about the introductions of it? I thought the uh, device of which they were introduced with Ned getting the sling ring and, and just lucking into making the strange portals um, was really dumb and and really just probably a time saving thing even though they kind of set it up with like ned saying he gets the, the tingle in his fingers and his mom or his grandma says mm. there's like magic in his family or something like that like it's very it's very weak but the actual moment where they where they open the portal and they see the street and it's like you see the outline of of the garfield spider-man and you're like oh and he just kind of hops right in like that was great and again the same thing with with the toby mcguire like the moments were great with mm. the vehicle in which it was brought to us uh, was left more to be desired. So I did think it was odd, but they did, like you said, they laid the groundwork. So I was like, kind oh, of, I, kind of. yeah, they mentioned it. So I was like, okay, like, it's not like it just came out of nowhere. Like what? Like it, it came out of nowhere a little bit, but not entirely. Also, we both know that from when we talked about, because we haven't done, we haven't done no way home. We did homecoming on here mm-hmm. for the rewatch vault. But in our research, we found that, um hobgoblin ned like that that in the comics ned actually became hobgoblin at one point right i don't believe he's the only one to take on the mantle but like it's not like ned has been you know just the guy in the chair all the time like peter's buddy who's just like hey i got gets all excited and helps out a little bit um and says too much sometimes so i i and they did they did actually play on that a little bit like the best mm-hmm. friend you know and yeah all, and all that exactly stuff. yeah but I, so i i had a little less of a problem with it when you but i did at first be like oh well, I didn't see that coming. I guess, but I just didn't care. It's like, I just, give me Garfield, give me Maguire, however. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I mean, however we got to that end result is what we got there. I'm happy with with that, right? Again, it's just mm-hmm. how we got there. Could it have been better? And, yes, I'll, I will grant that. Sure. Right, and and the, the the note about you know the Ned being the Hobgoblin thing is a good thing is a good good topic there. But I um I don't know. I just think it, it gave me kind of like Last Jedi vibes, where like. Everyone can have the force if you want to have the force. It's like not everyone in these Marvel movies have to develop superpowers of some sort or, mm-hmm. or like one day wake up. You know, you can have just real people in these movies and still have them be meaningful and, and impactful. Yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, that's Mary Jane, right? I mean, what did they all yeah. say? Aunt when, May, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Absolutely. I mean, um, Michelle Jones, who <laughs> then ended up get her last name. We find out that she her last name actually is Watson. Thank you very much for that. I mean, like the getting rid of Mary Jane is one thing, um, but keep it you know, at least getting the Watson. All right, like I'm fine. I get all right. I can get over it. It's MJ Watson, so mm-hmm. we're cool. That's what he calls her as MJ. Um, but she's a she's a kick ass character, right? That, what was it? 
was it Doc Ock? One of them said, like, there's no way that's his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outstanding. But yeah, I do agree with you. We don't need because to have it's too short, powers. you know, and she's too tall. Yes. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. That was, um, that was like, you know, often people probably say that to him. Like, you, you hear, like, he kind of got testy when someone's like, why do everyone have to assume that, like, I have to be taller than my girlfriend? You know, it's like a, it's an mm. absurd thing. Oh. He gets that all the time. You can tell he's really insecure about it. Huh? Well, I didn't I didn't know that was a that was a thing. Well, how many women have you dated that are taller than you, Nick? Uh, I don't think I have dated one. You're tall I've... too, but I mean, do you see what I mean? You know, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I could, you know, I could see how it would be like a non-starter for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be, it would definitely be, uh, be a different experience for sure. Uh, okay. well, Anyways, different experiences. Do you want a uh, a Raimi Tobey Maguire Spider-Man four at all, and or an Amazing Spider-Man three, uh, a la? Uh, the Snyder cut, which seems <laughs> to be people are trying to force that to kind of happen now. Okay, so I'd be open to either since that door has been opened, but I'm not going to ask for one. Not a chance. Um, if anything, I'd rather see them pop up again in a separate movie at some point um, down line. That could be together or individually with like Spider with, with Tom Holland or even someone else, like uh, even Venom maybe. Yeah, definitely not a Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 4. Um, I, th I thought Tobey Maguire was nice as a cameo. I just don't think he's there or even he wants to do that or Probably anyone not. wants to see like a 50-year-old Spider-Man. Um, Andrew Garfield, who I think is in his early 40s, doesn't really certainly look it. You know, he looks like a young guy. Yep. Um, I think that uh, that's something I could kind of play around with, especially when, you know, what's kind of making all the rounds on the internet right now is him saying like, Again, that that quote right off the top. I was pulling my punches. I was I was bitter. I was revengeful, you know, and mm. like that kind of dark Batman esque Spider Man that that is like brutal in a way would kind of be interesting to see. Sure. Um, now, again, w whether he comes in a multiverse of madness or gets worked into the you know, other uh, universes, Spider Man's, I think that could also be a cool thing too. But I'm yeah. with you. I don't want this uh, uh, groundswell push for uh, a movie that we may or may not want you know, just off yeah just hype and the the if you want to go and mix one of uh, i would one of them in with miles morales maybe too yeah i'd be open to that i would say probably well you could do either one you could actually have one where mcguire ends up like being the one that passes and then you have uh, Gar garfield come in and be the, the like the spider-man the peter b parker right possibly right, too. right. Ah, yes i like that okay all that right work um let's see do we have uh oh you just going back over to the exit sorry before we go over mm -hmm. to what will age the best um i know we asked each other before what was the most rewatchable scene from this movie 40 percent of the people said um toby mcguire and andrew garfield's introductions which we were just talking about um 26.7 percent went with spider-man spider-man versus the fearsome five at the statue of liberty uh 26.7 percent said tom holland versus dr strange and then the rest, which is the minority, said the moment the villains turn on Peter. Yeah, yeah. that um, and, and the other one I thought was kind of interesting as well. Uh, this kind of goes hand in hand. Did you cry in this movie, Nick? Did you cry at this all? Um, I, I want to say I did. I don't know. I've been crying. You either in, did or you did. I don't know. Wes, it's not, but it's not. I, I, I don't mean to like be like that. But like I cry in movies, like especially with, like around Christmas time. I, it happens to me like with some frequency. 
So it's not like, it's like for you, and I'm not trying to be a dick. You say it all the time, you don't cry. It's not as much of a thing for me, like, as when you do. I think I did, though, in the I scene. Guess, that, I just feel like you would know if you cried in a movie or not. I don't know. This past, you know, I, you know, it's like just like for you, like the last, like, this past weekend was like a whirlwind for me. I'm still hurting from basketball on Saturday morning. But I, I think I did from the Garfield stuff. I definitely felt it. Like yeah. when, when he says frog, frog in the throat, tearing up. But again, I got I got little kids next to me. I got a dude on a date and next to me either. I'm not gonna just like it was it didn't feel comfortably for me to just sit there and silently weep by myself next to a four-year-old yeah. at a superhero movie, but it, it got right. caught up. Mm-hmm. I saw I that's that was absolutely for sure. So actually you did 53% ask that question, said yes. Uh 53 in general said yes. Wow, really? Oh, yes, sir. Yep. Uh, oh, also, you know what? No, I know when I cried. It was with, it was with, um it was with Aunt May. That's what it was. Sure, okay. Aunt May. I knew it was something. I just couldn't freaking figure it out. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. knowing what you know about the movie, did you wish the uh, the Spider Man reveal wasn't leaked or rumored beforehand? Um, yeah. And even even the Murdoch thing. We'll, that, we'll throw that in there. Too. That's what's so. Yeah, if <laughs> I might have fainted about the Murdoch thing if I hadn't known going in that that was going to happen. Um. Yeah, I mean, I always, I as much as we have Casey on and we like to get the reports because people like getting those reports for sure, yourself included. And there, of course, is immense value in that. Um, I do part of part of me does wish like that we didn't know all those things going in because it would make it even more enjoyable. But that's what makes this movie so mind blowing is like we knew and it was right. still and it still didn't awesome. matter. Which again, which makes me want like I wish I didn't know the the rumors to it. I wish, I, yeah. I because yeah. again, I was so excited knowing who that was, like when they were stepping through each time. So yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to some heavy hitter questions here. What will age the best? Uh, Nick, you have a you have a nominee for me. What will age the best? Well, I mean, I think honestly, I remember at one point, uh, it was when it was when Willem Dafoe, when uh, Norman Osborn turned on everybody. And he starts getting him and Peter start fighting. And I know you had an issue with a certain portion of that, but when Peter gets like position on him and then just starts hammering him, just right in the face. Um, and, and the guy just starts laughing. And I'm like, I, I legitimately said to Lauren in that moment, cause it's just him laughing. Right. I legitimately said, how has this guy never been cast as Joker? It is a friggin' sin. Yeah. It, it's a, it, it didn't but, have a Joker moment like that. Oh my God. But he was so good. I mean, it just, Willem Dafoe is an outstanding actor. Amazing. Yeah. I think, I think him just do, being that, that certified schizophrenic and kind of going back and forth. And he he's such a good uh, facial actor, up close actor that like, cause his face is so descriptive with his, uh, like the fine defines and his uh, wrinkles in his face and everything mm-hmm. like that. You know, um, he can, he could be so expressive and, and being able to, switch on that dime from that like benevolent scientist mm-hmm. who's like kind of sh- like scared and feel fearful doesn't know what's going on to like sinister maniacal and like a mastermind just through like his eyebrows i don't know i think that's very effective the um, um he, he was actually by, by our voters he was voted as the best villain from the movie 86 percent, 86.7 percent of the people voted for him uh, 13.3% voted for Doc. Ock. Yeah, and that's not really a question, right? Because Doc no. Ock kind of turns good at the at a certain point. So he kind of turns like Willem Dafoe is really the only main villain throughout this whole thing because, yeah. you know, Electro gets some play. And I think that's just because Jamie Foxx probably demanded it in his contract if he was going to come back to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thought everyone aside from Willem Dafoe and, and, um, 
uh, Alfred Molina were, were kind of forgettable in this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought Sandman was fine. Like, he was okay. Let me say, like, he, you're right. He's pretty forgettable, but I thought he was better than he was in um, Spider Man 3, but that also isn't necessarily saying much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works there. And, and again, like, you know, I think you, you have here as an honorable mention, like all the villains talking to one another in the cage. Like, I like, I don't think that's for us so much as, as they're all kind of figuring out like what happened to them right before. Like, I think that's for the people who didn't or weren't able to see all the previous Spider-Man to know what was going on. So mm-hmm. that way you could kind of bottle cap this movie and be like, all right, I, I know and I still understand where all what's going on here without mm-hmm. having to see the amazing Spider-Man two or sure. Again, yes. like 12 hours worth of movies leading up to this. But to me, it was just funny, like how we were watching it and it's like, you're recapping these things. And then it's like, Oh shit, that's what happened. Oh wait, that's right. I did die. And then, and then Connor's is like, Hey Max, do you know if I die too? Like, so all, all this shit, I thought it was, um, I, I really enjoyed that little bit. Um, but to me, like in the end, what's going to ace the best is just, Anything that involved, you know, Garfield and Maguire, like, like the, the both of them, and I think mm-hmm. that Maguire's, um, in particular, like you're gonna, like, I'm sorry, God, I keep doing that. Garfield as Spider-Man, I think, will age better, way better than it had previously. Yeah, I, again, I, I think the performance. Well, I don't, th- I don't think the movies will, but cer- certainly the performance, and right. and, and, and again, that, that Garfield's redemptive arc. Um, from you know wanting to save uh, Gwen or being unable to, and then getting that chance to do that with MJ, um, what was so I think Chef's kiss, perfect, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, uh, and, and, and showing him to kind of be like an angrier, lonelier type of Spider-Man, uh, and that Tobey Maguire kind of being that softer, gentler one. I think that those two kind of playing off one another, that mm-hmm. yang and the yang, or or that that fork in the road that Tom Holland could take, you know, either one. Mm-hmm. And, and then maybe just kind of creating his own path right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a really effective way of doing that. 100%. Uh, last one, which I will love, uh, uh, the the meta references and all the, the meme humor oh, payoffs. Of course, you get Willem Dafoe being like, I, you know, I'm something of a scientist too, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. the, the pointing, the Spider-Man pointing meme as they're all doing the science stuff to it. Um uh, the Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield going back and forth. You're amazing. Say it. You're amazing. You're mm-hmm. amazing. Spider. Like, like that's kind of cool. Well, th- you know, it's one Spider-Man I, three, you know, did, like that's funny. Did you pick up the one I didn't pick up on that Lauren had to point out to me was when um, Andrew Garfield had his hands on both of them. And he was like, I love you guys. And they both just said Holland and, and Maguire just said, thank you. And that was it. They didn't say, they didn't say, I love you to him. Like as again, as another like jab as to at Maguire at uh, Garfield. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so was I, I forget, did Garfield say that or did Tolland say that? Garfield said, I love you guys. And then both and then Holland and Maguire just said thank you. So yeah, I, I love the you other back. way around. But no. uh, I, 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 now now I'm all screwed and twist tied up there. Oh uh, yeah. well there's there's a lot there's just one there's a lot of Spider-Man in this movie, so it's gonna it's a little confusing. Yes, yeah, exactly. And then even like the stuff about uh Toby Maguire with his back, you know, almost being recast in Spider-Man 2 with the back injury with Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal. Like that's a nice oh, callback right. to that. Yeah. And like and then in, him even like falling down, hurting his back, I think in the movie, that was mm-hmm. also a callback to like that. So it was like a, a oh. joke within a joke within a joke. You know what was my like one of my favorite things, and this isn't this is kind of falls under the rewatchable scenes because I will go back and want to see this this clip again. Was them talking about to, uh, uh, Toby Maguire's version of Spider Man being able to shoot the web out of his wrist right. without it? Because you know I am pro like no like uh, web shooters. I want it just like 
he's Spider-Man. Like the web should be coming out of him. The not spider his blocks. He's the guy yes. the spider block. The, the yips, you know, yes. like that, and that's and that's fine. The back and forth, I like oh, that. that. That was so good stuff good. there. Oh, so they they talked about it and then they came back to it again later. It was like, oh yes, right. Yes. Right, exactly, and and again, I think the the big winner of that was just the uh, of what will age the the best uh, uh, from the audience score thirty three percent execution of the live action Spider Verse, just kind of getting the way they're able to do everything right. Yeah. Uh, close runner up was was again the, the execution of the Peter Parker story, and 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 again, I think the big issue of the Tom Holland uh, Peter Parker MCU run has been. He's kind of like a rich boy who's been given everything, right? And that's not really who Peter Parker is, at least coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And to be able to get that reset through Doctor Strange and being able to, you know, live in the crappy apartment, move into the city of Manhattan, no one knows who he is with the uh, sewing machine and the suit. Like, that's awesome. I, I think that's yeah. a great way to kind of cap this this trilogy and start new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and, and um, it's... There's and there's another we're not, I don't want to jump ahead to the end credit scene because there's other stuff too that will or mid credit scene because there's a whole other thing with that too that right. that that will age well but we'll, we will be talking about that shortly before but we got to get to what will age the worst first. All right, yeah. So I think uh, real quick, all of the teachers making the, that shrine for Peter uh, in the beginning there, so that that whole scene was very cringy. I know it's probably a way yeah. to get those teachers in there, but mm-hmm. <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. Oh, just, just, just a little bit, but it's, it's Although, fleeting, but yes. The, the, the Hannibal Burr stuff where he just keeps telling him <laughs> to his face that Mysterio was right. I think that's, I think that's funny to me. Of like, course, just, yeah. like blankly Mysterio yes. was right. Like that, yep. that was funny. Yeah. He, yes. uh, yeah, you, he, he you mentioned off. this fight between Green, uh, Green Goblin and uh, uh, Tom Holland there, but Willem Dafoe just suplexing uh, Holland through multiple concrete floors. Like, Willem Dafoe's old in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I, I know, but like he, you saw how strong he is. Like you, you remember from the That's first. That's what I mean. But he, like, Green Goblin doesn't have to be strong. Like he has gadgets and cunning and smarts. Like he doesn't. He's a but scientist. He That's part of what makes him the Green Goblin. Is not just his smarts. Like he's very powerful. He kicks. Yeah, but he, he just doesn't have to be though. Is what I'm saying. Like he didn't have to be. I don't well, know. Like they, you don't have to show him. Again, suplexing him through like solid concrete slabs. Okay, that's you, you that's, know what I mean. Like that's a that's, little excessive. Okay, that's, that's like fine Hulkbuster type stuff. Okay, if you think he's a little too strong for how Green Goblin should be in general, that's fine. But I still think like Green Goblin needs to be strong because where we pick him up is bef- before he died, supposedly, right? Like as far as as far as Green Goblin knows, so he should be as strong as he was in the other movies. If that's a step, if this is a step too strong, slamming it's just still this, an old. It just fine. doesn't like it doesn't match. You know when it, when you see him, you know what I mean. Like I I, yeah, I don't buy it. That. that that suspension of disbelief isn't there for me. I I, I do understand that. He did you think he looked? I gotta go back and look at the other one. I don't know if he looks that much older to me. Like he's so old. I mean, well, he's they so de-aged old him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's also, I mean, but he's also old in like Boondock Saints, which I think came out before either of those. It's the wrinkles in his face. You know, it's just of like, course. Yeah. It's, it's like an old they, catcher's when you, mitt. When you smile that hard, I mean, it's gonna, it's bound to happen. Yeah, and and then again, these are some of the unfavorable plot devices, plot holes here. Uh, we mentioned Ned lucking into the sling ring, portal usage there. Uh, Strange using the same spell that caused everything to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eh. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, that's, that's eh. a pretty fair call. Yeah. Uh, Peter overpowering Strange's astral hold. Now, what I will say about this, what I did like is the spider sense being able to kind of like twitch and move like the body's still moving. Mm-hmm. But for how he was just able to swim back into his body like nothing happened. Like, I don't 
I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Were other heroes? Did, did the Hulk able to do that, or or was did the Ancient One kind of like bring him back in? He, he, she brought him back in. That was quick. I think that's the only other person we've seen with that. I right, think that's strange. A, yep. Yep. It's just you know, no, no, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of strange, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, yeah, I, I just I don't know how that works. So that seemed just again quick, and then like they wanted to show it, and then mm-hmm. it kind of move on. It was again a little weird to me. Yeah. Um. Again, another big plot device for this whole movie, but you know, Aunt May and Toby's insistence on fixing the villains to save them, but that presumably was... they go back and die ultimately anyway. That Maybe. was that was that was probably it for me. That like that was just a little bit too much of it. Like just we get it kind of, but the Ned but, stuff's a fair point too. I think that our audience actually said that the the Ned stuff. Yeah, forty um, percent of our voters went with the Ned uh, Ned being able to do it like that um, was a little much. And and I get the Aunt May and Toby thing because you have to be able to sell the great power with great responsibility if you're going to be adopting that line into play. And again, you fix people and everything. Like you don't. You, you know, Spider-Man's supposed to pull his punches. I get that too. It's just maybe in the manner, I don't know. It felt a little clunky to me, but again, mm-hmm. nitpicking. But my biggest one, and this is where the issue, like the second half of the movie is just perfect. You know, great pacing, great execution. It's the first half to get to the introduction of everybody where they also have the job of wrapping up the far, far from home storyline. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of a lot on their plate. Yeah. So it's like Peter getting that murder charge with the illegal high-tech Stark uh, equipment just completely dropped. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just gets, like, thrown at him and then out, and then it's like people know he killed someone. It's it's like Spider-Man's O.J. Simpson all of a sudden. He's just walking around. Everyone knows that he just killed someone, but, like, he's the, the government just doesn't care. But he didn't kill someone. We know that he didn't kill someone. So, like, it's – I mean, again – Matt Murdock is an outstanding lawyer. So There's many it, things that you could have bring him up up for, though. I mean, he blew up like half of London. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, again, yeah, but how much of it is his fault versus Mysterio's fault? Like, I think that's like that's where they kind of got. It's, it's a vigilante type of thing, though. Yes. Again, it's like yeah, yep. And Mysterio was a vigilante too. So, like, that's part of the problem that you, yeah, inter, greatest interdimensional hero ever, right? Um, this would, I think Jay, Jay, they did a great job with Jay Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he was very nice too. Again, yeah. that was my, and how quickly they just moved on. They're like, yeah, yeah. Those charges won't stick. No, mm-hmm. nothing will care. Happy should get a lawyer, which is probably a reference to She-Hulk. I think Happy Hogan's going to be involved uh, in this lawyer drama here. That's a really, really, did you see that somewhere? Yeah, just, I saw it somewhere. Come on. Uh, you think I'm that sharp? Yes, I do. God, that's, that's sweet of I know that some of the other guys in the DSG are dicks, but like, I think very highly of you. <laughs> Oh, and thank some you. Some of the Stop other people. And, yes. I, yeah. Oh, no, that's a real backhanded compliment, though. I know a lot of people tell me that they think poorly of you, but I say no, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. That's I, I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, what'd you think of? So th- this gets to your point here uh, that you wanted to bring up about the uh, mid credit scene. What'd you think of the mid oh. and, and the post credit teasers there? Okay. Well, wait a minute. You, you're, I know you're confused about this. Can you tell me in what way you're confused? So, okay. So at the end of Venom 2, right, he gets pulled in from to zapped to the earth 616 we'll say right mm-hmm. and then at the end of this credit scene he's at the same place and then gets zapped away through strange's uh uh spell yep right yep and then just leaves a little bit of the symbiote mm-hmm. to kind of go on and then go on and do its merry little thing but like is that like so 
are they going to be coming back and forth? Is that what we got from Tom Hardy? And, and is that the crossover of Venom? So, you know what I mean? Was that's, that it? Or so that's, it's, that's lame. So so. There's, there's definitely, definitely like way, a lot of ways they can go with this. They can bring, if they, if the multiverse of madness still can screw a lot of shit up. Right. But mm-hmm. what, what they set up there, like just based on what we've seen is that assuming this Venom does not come back because he doesn't need to. This, we do not need to have Tom Hardy's Venom come back. He may have gotten screwed over more than anybody. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. What we got is the little bit of symbiote that's left can attach itself to Peter mm-hmm. and then become the true Venom origin story that we all wanted when it came to Venom, where it was kind of annoying that we got we got with Tom Hardy. Um, not Tom Hardy's fault at all, but just you know legal bullshit and whatever. But yeah, so th- that's the biggest thing. I, I was that was another thing I was actually very very excited about. Like, okay, we're gonna get the real Venom origin story now. Like, it doesn't need to be all this nonsense. It won't and it won't botch it like they did in uh, Spider Man Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, okay. So I. I'm here for the black suit, and if that gets us to Secret Wars a little bit closer with a black suit uh, Spidey story, I'm here for it. Um, again, that seems to be leading up to what you know what this is all going to be Secret Wars. So I'm here yeah. for it. It's I think you could absolutely still work in Hardy, but I think that they needed him to serve a purpose, and that was the purpose that he he ended up serving. They used all the other stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised if now we just see. The Venomverse is Sony's own thing, and we maybe we see Spider-Man. Like I would be cool with seeing Garfield pop up there every once in a while, just showing face and whatnot. But other than that, it's going to be all their own shit, and then we're going to see, um, and then and then over here we'll start to see Venom now brought into the mix at some point down the line. Maybe some of the others, but we don't need to. I know maybe it would be different actors probably too. All right, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Whatever we got to do here. What'd you think of the uh, the multiverse of madness? Again, didn't seem to be in linear order or any sort of order, but it was it looked cool. It was cool. It was I mean, it was a straight up trailer. Was this? The but first- it was, and it was. I think the only thing that was really kind of keeping it in line was the the narrator. Okay, Is right. This- you know, everything else kind of seemed to pop out and didn't really make sense. And like, right. But was this the first time? That we've seen that happen at the end of a Marvel movie, or is there? But I feel like there was one other instance that we've seen. No, it was Avengers. Uh, the Avengers uh, trailer, whatever the the last movie was before the Avengers trailer. Yeah, maybe, maybe was it was only uh, one. Uh, Captain yep. America. Yep. Then that, you get that uh, one there. Yeah, I don't know which one it was, but yes, that that was the only one that this. So it's I think kinda, it was Captain America. That's very interesting. That's the only other time that this has happened. Um, and I wonder why Marvel felt the need to do that. I mean, is it to, is it because it's that big, which I think well, it will be that big? Or I it- think so, but I think Feige has also said that the WandaVision, uh, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness was its own kind of mini uh, trilogy saga. Mm. So I think the, they want to keep that connection there. And of course, with Doctor Strange there, and it kind of keep fresh in your mind, like, all right, the ramifications of what he just did and what happened, like, it was really just a band-aid. Like uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. bigger things at play here. So yeah. Okay. I think that's cool. And we get to see a uh dreadlocked Mordo. So I'm cool. I'm like here for that. We get a dreadlocked Mordo and we also get the, you know, again, spoilers. We get the what if strange. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. Like I know you called them for this movie, and I, I would have loved it if that was the strange we got in this movie. And it, it, they did a good job though of explaining why strange was like it, it, at no point when I was like oh yeah this this is they screwed this up they should have the what if strange here would make more sense they did a good job with it um but now we have the what if strange that's all it really needed for that Mm -hmm. post-credit scene just show me that one and then like i'd be fired up like all right 
Like he, he's the guy. He's here. Like the what if it was all for this? Right. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm here. I'm very, very excited. And if they work in things like the Illuminati or even do things like uh, parallel Tom Cruise Iron Man, like that type of like weird stuff that was rumored for a while, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm very, very excited for it. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to circle back to: what will age the worst? Uh, I, I meant to mention this before. Another Marvel movie in which they reference DC, and I don't like that. Don't like it one bit. What did they say in this one? I, I, it's, I, I, it's Tony Revlori, uh, Flash, Flash Thompson's book. It's called Flash. Oh, Flashpoint. Yeah, when they did that, I was like, wow, that was that's something. All right. So right, it's the same thing right after Eternals, where they're talking about Icarus and like Superman and all that type of. And I'm like, come on, like, what are we doing? Why do you have to? Why are we? Why are we acknowledging this? It is, but like this comic stuff does that. They get like meta and do goofy. No, shit I want like them to that. hate each other from across the aisle, like like a good American should. There should be a. There should be. There should be a competition when it comes to Marvel and DC. I don't mind them joking around once in a while, but they should also take jabs at each other too. So yeah. maybe they're working their way up to that kind of stuff. But it's not even like a jab. It's just no, like, it's not right now. I don't know if it was a joke. It's like it's nothing. It's just like an acknowledgement. It's it's definitely like, but for the diehards though, for it's like definitely like a little wink into the camera, and I mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that once in a while. But uh, and a couple of scores here for the uh, uh, mid and post credit scenes from the audience. Uh, we had one as a seven. Jeez, I don't know if that was just a misunderstanding there. Um, a ten out of a hundred would have been generous. What a missed opportunity was another one. But I would say the the average here is around 80, 85, low set, you know, high seventies to mid eighties. I would say that's that's about right. Yeah, that looks about right. I'm a, I'm a little confused by the way that, by the layout on. Uh... Yeah, I know it is it is kind of weird there when, when yeah. it takes your responses like that. But yeah. Yep. But anyways, but um, the the grading we actually didn't even talk about the grading on the movie, but it looks like the lowest grade we got turned in was in. 83 out of 100 and we got a couple hundreds even but everywhere in between there uh the median vo- the main uh, high 80s low 90s the mode was uh Ooh. 95 95 i like that love that's, it that's basic algebra for you there yeah yeah again love love the use of math in there yeah. uh what, what happened with dr strange in this movie <sighs> you know when what, what's the deal the stuff with when Spider-Man beats ends up beating him in the mirror world or whatever, I was kind of like, Spider-Man is one of the smartest characters in Marvel for sure. But Doctor Strange is no dummy, and he said it himself. Like this is my domain. This is where I like run yeah. shit. And then he kicked like that. When you talk about like plot holes, that's one where it's like, as I'm watching it, I actually did for a moment was like, wait a minute, Spider-Man's gonna figure out like he's gonna use like math or science or whatever to figure like come on like. I, I agree. I th- although I thought that was a cool kind of notice and, and a nice touch to like how smart he is. And again, like that, that scientist type of uh, math guru that he is. But mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was watching uh, No Way or Far From Home, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, in, in preparation, kind of leading up before this movie came out. And I just remember how scared he was by all of Mysterio's uh, uh, illusions that he would put on. And how much that really mirrors Doctor Strange. And you would think that the trauma that he faced, you know, that would be kind of, again, very fresh where this takes up like a week after, you know, kind of like in the span of like a couple of weeks, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, Why not play on that a little bit more, you know, and again, be like more scared of being within that illusion world. Yeah. 
I agree with you completely. Like, it was, no, I mean, it's I, to me when I noted like because there are some of the things that you you go and note West like once in a while when we're, we're trying to think about what age is the worst. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. I can see how that was an issue. Um, but then there are some times where it's like you notice it in the middle of the movie, and that's like yeah, you, like you do yourself, and that's one of those things where I was like, huh. But at the same time, like and that's probably where I took like some of my points off of um, is that. But like I'm also like, all right, I, I kind of just want to get away from the strange stuff, so I, I will forgive this because I want give me Maguire, give me Garfield because they do make us wait a bit for it, not not too much, but they do make us wait a little bit for it. He's just screwing up, man. He's just screwing up a lot of stuff, you know. Oh, like, it, where, like, where is he with during Wandavision? What's going on now? Like, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm well, just like. He's taking a lot of L's. So when it came to the cracked sky at the end where he's trying to bring everything together, we see all these different kind of figures. Mm-hmm. Were you able to make out any shapes whatsoever in the course of that? Only the rhino and the scorpion. What looked okay. like what looked like the scorpion stinger, but certainly the rhino machine. Okay. I obviously you gotta go back and rewatch it. But when I, I was I started paying attention because I'm like, all right, are we gonna see anybody else that's not even close to Spider-Man related? Because mm-hmm. then I thought. I saw someone that looked like a Wolverine shape. Oh, oh, oh! So that was yeah. So I think that was kind of towards the end. But at the final one, I agree. I, I would, I want to go back and look. That's a that would be a uh, that's ripe for Easter egg heaven right there. Yep, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's I don't move. like. I don't like the the nerf Doctor Strange. I know it's not his movie per se, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Give, give some some man some some props here. Yeah. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to our final three awards for the uh, performances from certain characters. We have uh, who had the best performance by a side character. Yeah, so and I think we're going to have a little bit of a contention here about what we define as side characters because yeah, I tough. see what you have. Yes. Yeah, uh, my first nominee, though, and this is more of an honorable mention, uh, J. Jordan Jameson doing a spot-on Alex Jones impersonation, even down to the supplements that he's selling for advertisements. Like, that is like spot on Alex Jones and, and very funny stuff that you see, like some of the headlines at the bottom, you know, it, it says like, does, why does Spider-Man hate national monuments? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, like going back to the Washington monument and like some other like instances where he kind of messed shit up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I think that's kind of like a funny little uh, uh, conspiratorial tie in that you look forever on every angle. Hundred percent um, good stuff I, by Jay Jonah. I, I do think that he's got it, like, what they're starting to do more and more with these Marvel movies, and I just feel like in general with movies, like you're starting to see more like multiple big name. You we've always had like multiple big name actors in movies, but it's not like it's usually. It always felt like it was like three. If you had like a fourth one, that fourth one's kind of more like an up and comer. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you have. You know, I understand that like Ned's not this like A-list actor, but like he's on the up and up. He's a big part of all this. He's still a main character in the course of it all. You know, Tom Holland, Tom, um, not Tom Holland, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, of course, are established names, and they're not the main characters in this, but they're in it quite a bit. And you know, like forty-five, yeah, forty-five yeah. minutes to an hour. So, right? Like I can't go. Like I put Garfield down, but it's like yeah, he's not that. He's not a side character. Osborne, and I think he's a big nominee for who won the movie, to be honest with you, to give that away. He absolutely is. Um, and then Osborne, like Osborne's mm-hmm. like the main villain, but like there's a bunch of villains. Like I think Osborne kind of falls under that umbrella still. Obviously, yep. Matt Murdock falls under that umbrella, but certainly just he's nothing more than an honorable mention, as much as I love them. Um, I think Jay Jonah's gotta get it because he he had a pretty big role in this movie, but clear as day a side character. So I'm, I'm probably gonna go with him. 
as I was scrolling down trying to find the uh, uh, audience answers that I may have missed, this, do, do you think MJ is a is a side character? MJ no, absolutely and Ned? not. She's the no? leading. She's the leading, um, leading. She's one of the leading actresses. Top billing actress. Yeah. She's the fe- the leading female actress. Absolutely. She yeah. was the winning vote. And that's what I, what I put down because again, like her subplot, I thought was kind of secondary to the story. Yeah, but I could I could see that there. Okay, I'm, uh, MJ as as a side character doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, because Ned- I, I don't. I think the main battle is between Peter Parker and himself, and then again against like the the villains, and then all of the real people are are like side characters helping push the story along. Okay, but if Andrew like, that, Garf- like the A storyline is Peter, yeah, against the Sinister Six, sure, but right, but but so everything else is kind of like. A B B plot B character that doesn't really affect but that A storyline. If that's the if that is the case, then Andrew Garfield is a side character in this. No, because he he helps defeat the Sinister Six. But if you're saying okay, but if you're saying, but does MJ not help in the course of all that too? I understand she doesn't not help. Not really, she doesn't really do anything. Like you could remove her from that that whole movie, and then you can still have your A storyline. Oh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't think she's a side character at all. I think she's like her and Ned. You have to have like the two of them in there as like people helping helping uh, Tom Holland out. Because yeah, I I agree. You need to have side characters in there. I, but I but I mm, wow. I still I think I think that Andrew Garfield and MJ and Ned and um, what do you call it? Uh, Tobey Maguire all pretty much fit under the same umbrella. But MJ is also the leading female actress in this. Like you, yeah, I, never... yeah, I, I certainly see that. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, Happy Hogan James. gets some some love in here as well. Uh, I think Happy with the CPAP machine. Uh, Happy getting broken <laughs> up with. Uh, Happy uh, how using his old um, his old photo when he's looking like uh, a John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. You know, he gets mm-hmm. gets some good. Aunt May good too. There. Aunt May had. Um, I know she, you were. We talked about the 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 issue of like trying to help the villains, but outside of that, she was great. Like that, and that's more writing versus performance too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. We're in agreement on J. Jonah Jameson. As for who lost the movie, um, I, I have Tom Hardy as uh, is the biggest loser because now it looks like he's not getting in the MCU. That's tough. I, you know, I think for me, it's Doctor Strange. Uh, again, takes a lot of L's here, screwing up left and right, not really living up to his role as Sorcerer Supreme or, or protecting this reality. Dick, you know, not really living up to those lines. Those lines are really coming back to haunt him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Aunt May uh, is, I think, an honorable mention. Although she gets to deliver that, uh, you know, main line in, in the Spider-Man, uh, uh, lore. yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's like, no, like I, even though I'm dead, I'm not like I, I don't regret what I said. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Even though this guy just killed me, I think he's a good guy. Even though you go back and watch Spider-Man Two, like Norman Osborn, like even if he goes back and like Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire doesn't kill him, and he's like reformed and no longer the Green Goblin, like. He still killed like everybody on his board, like killed his best friend scientist, like was running yeah. Oscorp. Like he still has a lot to pay for. And you know, we don't necessarily know that. She doesn't know that, but she's like, he's a good guy. Give him a second chance. And I, he just like stabs her in the back. I feel okay. We've definitely we've done like a pretty a, big a, L. Have we done a Marvel villains like episode, like rankings episode? I feel like we have. 
I'm not sure, but either uh, maybe something to uh, a degree esque or something we, along those if, lines. Yeah. If, even if we have, we could still do a separate one where we do it with just the movies. Like we could just do like a best mm-hmm. Marvel on screen, like live action Marvel uh, villains, because he'd be up there. He was so good. I mean, like he's. I mean, as much as Tobey Maguire helped, kind of was one of the pillars in starting all this. That first Spider-Man movie, I mean, is also Norman Osborn and Willem Dafoe. He's something of a scientist too. Uh, another scientist was the lizard, uh, and apparently the the people at home uh, thought he was the biggest loser of the movie. Didn't really bring much. No, uh, didn't. didn't really have much to offer there. And again, they were trying to make him funny, and like I don't think they should. Like I don't know. I think they should have just made all these guys very angry. They were just very okay being held prisoner in a different universe again very subdued on that one yeah and then the people are, are close to being right with you with dr strange as the number two loser for this but 60 percent for the lizard is just, it's a it's a pretty warranted L. yeah I, I would say it's pretty fair but tom hardy as an option i think people what some people would have been swayed on that because now yeah. it's like oh we everybody thought venom's coming it's like oh yeah venom's coming but maybe not tom hardy yeah, yeah, and that's I, I, I'm not I'm not super upset about that. It's still not, it's, it's still kind of a TBD L for him, I guess. So it's up in the air because they they could still bring Tom Hardy in and have him play. Give me Toe for Grace. That's what I want. Okay, well, no, thankfully he belongs to a different Spider Verse. Yes. Um, speaking uh, of different Spider Verses, who won the movie? Who won the movie? That's the question that's been all of our on all of our minds recently. Uh, I know mine specifically. Uh, lifelong Marvel fans, I think, is a great uh, uh, nod here. I think it's mm-hmm. an easy one to go to, obviously, because of all the fan service that was delivered there. Uh, but Andrew Garfield, it seems like the second biggest or obvious one as well. Yeah. Um, he seems to be, if, if you go and read reviews, go online, read Twitter, whatever, uh, everyone seems to be coming away with Andrew Garfield kind of being like, this guy's this guy's got it. He's got yeah. it. Yeah, I, I do think that lifelong Marvel Marvel fans is like kind of like you know that outside outside look of the whole thing mm-hmm. for sure. Like that that's definitely the first one I think of. But if you're talking about people specifically involved in this movie, um, I, it's got to go to Andrew Garfield because Tom Holland was great, but Tom Holland just to me maybe he made the character better, but he like if, at worst he just like maintained on what he's been doing and he's been doing a great job. So it's not a knock on Tom Holland whatsoever. I thought Tobey Maguire did a, a really good job, but he didn't like. As much as his third movie as Spider-Man was was brutal, um, he didn't need that redemption necessarily. He had two really good Spider-Man movies, um, but Garfield did need that, and he mm-hmm. obviously like the character with like losing Gwen Stacy and everything. You hit on it before. He says like, that too, right? He says like it, I needed this. Yeah, it was. They just they picked on the character so much, and he played on it so well, and everything. The right like we haven't really talked about this, but like the actually. When you talk about who won the movie too, the people who wrote this stuff, assuming sure. too much of this was like a lot of this wasn't a lot um, of winners improvised. Like the writing on this was outstanding. The back and forth and and, and like even if they're just giving him the subjects, to like hey, talk riff about this. I, I'm sure Tobey Maguire needed some things. Like he's, I can't imagine him being too much of a comic book nerd. I feel like he's too highfalutin for that. But oh. like he, like <laughs> apparently all, he's a real a hole. Oh, I've heard that. So kind of going off on that. But mm-hmm. I, I can easily see them, like even if they're just getting that idea from the writers or whatever, like this is the moment where they're talking about the web shooters and stuff. Brilliant. All the stuff that they hit on, every single thing is perfect. So the writers for this, outstanding. I want them doing as much Marvel stuff as they can going forward because there's so many laughs in the course of all this. And the other people, Wes, from like an outside scope, like the lifelong Marvel fans, um, people who want to correct uh, Venom origin story because – we at least have the chance for that to happen now. 
Yeah, and I would say even building off of that, you know, more than just having a chance of that, I think the end of the movie also kind of gives, um, you know, the, that fan service to people who want the the proper Peter Parker orange, origin story or, or Spider-Man origin story where he's not handed everything. He doesn't have all the gadgets and all the suits and part of the Stark MIT uh, uh, internship mm. and a part of the Avengers. True. No, he's just a guy in a crappy apartment with a nylon suit and a, and a radio uh, police dispatch, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I think that's sure. kind of cool uh, that they're able to kind of go back to that, to kind of hammer that point home as well as get that Venom origin story. Mm-hmm. Because I think Tom's been kind of coy about whether he wants to do more of this or not. Right. I think we've heard him before saying like, if he's doing Marvel movies at age 30, then he's doing something wrong. But he's also said like rumored to be in for another three more movies. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I firmly, I, I firmly believe that that's all like just negotiating stuff and whatever him trying to get as much money as he can. And honestly, he, you on Marvel has got, he's got you in a tough spot because he's kicking ass and taking names. And now you have this blank slate with him too. You can do whatever you want. So, or maybe not, maybe this is leverage on Sony and Marvel's uh, behalf being like, Hey Tom, you don't want to play ball? We can pull an Andrew Garfield here on half a bill, and he's happy to do it. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's that's you know, I, I'm just saying that that could be sure. Also the, the, yeah. the, they'll have to do it like way after. Uh, that's going to be tough. That would be really tough. They to pulled make him way. in right now, but like no, like I'm, no, we don't know who Peter Parker is. This guy over here, I remember him. Let me call, call go grab this guy. Done. Bam. Mm. Maybe that makes more sense than fucking Ned lucking into a sling ring. I they could do it, Wes, but like you, like I'm not saying they couldn't do it, but like I'm it just would saying take it's time. Possible. It's sure, possible sure. if they if they were to get into that big of a war. I, yeah, if they got that into okay, they have oh, someone oh. else already cast, like as a, like all right, we already know, and like people will already have a familiarity with them. It's, it's not gonna, like you have to cast Iron Man all over again. You gotta write the shit out of that though. That's gonna be figure yeah, out a way uh, to do that. Like I said, and not having Ned Tom with the sling ring, I can figure. I can make that in like three leaps and make um, that work. As for who won the movie, according to our audience uh, and voters, uh, Peter Parker, all of them won at 40%. But then in terms of individuals, Andrew Garfield takes the cake at 26.7%. Then the fans come in at 20%. Yeah, and I even looked at that as just Andrew Garfield, like separate from the Peter Parker, like just like the Mm -hmm. actor, you know? Like I think he kind of gets a little bit of redemption there. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, good for him, you know? Mm -hmm. 100%. Good flowers. Um, But outstanding movie like i, I feel I, i'm on way like when i walked out of it i was like okay i loved this movie definitely one of the best things we've definitely like a top five marvel movie of all time period um whether you're ta- like mcu or, or just marvel in general but then i'm like okay wait a minute is this but is this like a 95 i feel like it's a 95 or is it 96 never went below 90 th- t- down to 94 where you are but same same street like you said yeah um, yeah we're, we're yeah. there so good i still feel the same way after talking breaking it all down with you yeah no I, absolutely you have you have a problem with the mit college stuff you have, you have any any issue with that uh no it's i thought it was odd they were the it was boston though it was, what did they say wicked something Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both rolled. Laura and I rolled our eyes. No, oh, it's wicked dangerous. There's a lot of crime yeah. there. Wicked, wicked dangerous. Yeah. Uh, okay, all right, like, dude. You live in Queens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Wicked dangerous. You live in New York, pal. Uh, yeah. Um. But anyways. Uh. So yeah, that is. I, I have. Ever, I've said everything I have to say about Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah. 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 We're good. I'm, I feel good about it. Right, then it is time for us West to turn into the Discharge Depot. All the boat. Right. Right.
what's been going on with you besides Spider-Man No Way Home since we last spoke? Christmas, man. Christmas is happening. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. Watching is getting in the holiday spirit. Yeah, I mean, what better way to get in the holiday spirit by rewatching The Prestige, which is something I did recently. Oh, <laughs> um, I did yes. Jingle All the Way recently. That was nice. That was fun. Uh, I think Macaboo did something on that, if I'm not mistaken. They did, yeah. I think that's maybe what, what kind of earwormed it for me. Uh, uh, but again, Sinbad, like a lot of terrorism in that movie. He's just yeah. like, it's like bomb boxes by mail, like left and right, mm. blowing up cops, like not exactly what i was expecting no it was uh that's it's the it's one of those things in it the, 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 the aging process maybe not as favorable yeah, on the quiet, that one. quiet terrorism you know that's my favorite <laughs> quiet. i've always said that that's... subtle terrorism is what i like oh <laughs> okay um let's see i know the witchers we talked about that earlier the witcher is uh, has is out now and i will be mm-hmm. watching that and i'm talking about that in the discharge depot at least once moving forward let's see if i finish it by next episode um, but I uh, have been watching the Wheel of Time. All caught up on that. Last episode was good. It's it's been a rock solid show. Like I w- I think I would like it a lot more if like it's of the it's it's not the same thing as The Witcher at all or the same thing as Shadow and Bone. But they're like in a similar ballpark with the high fantasy shit. And if Shadow and Bone and The Witcher weren't around at the moment, like like in terms of um, shows and everything, mm-hmm. I probably like this a little bit more. But um, but still, like, because definitely number three on my power rankings. If I'm putting like high fantasy shows out there right now, but still, I, I think it's rock solid, and I do think that if you like that kind of stuff, you got to watch Shadow and Bone first. You got to watch The Witcher first. But those are all. Th- this is also a uh, really good show on Amazon Prime. Okay, all right, good to know. That's good stuff there. All right, it is now time for. Shared Universe. What is everybody doing this week? What? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. So Dork uh, Podcast will be doing a full review. Uh, Mac and Goo already have their review up, and I believe they recorded earlier today uh, 21 questions regarding Spider-Man. Oh. Uh, and then, of course, as you might expect, the People for Communism podcast did Guardians of the Galaxy yep, for Billy's it, birthday. Very, very timely, as always. Mm-hmm. A timely it was, on it, point. Apparently, it was between Into the Spider-Verse or Guardians of the Galaxy. So. And why wouldn't you say? I don't know. Capital Air, right? Yeah. <sighs> What's TLDR doing this week? You mentioned that already. We are doing our holiday special, so definitely mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, some, some mm-hmm. Christmas-adjacent stuff for this week's episode. What about Hot Guys on Hawkeye? Yeah, we will be doing the season finale of Hawkeye. We'll see uh, what's going on. I believe they're going to have a little action down at uh, Rockefeller Center at the Christmas tree there. I, I think that's going to be happening. So uh, maybe we'll see the big guy. Uh, maybe we'll find out actually who owns Avengers Tower now because that wasn't revealed in this movie. I think we we're kind of expecting mm-hmm. Oscorp, but we heard him say... You know, when he's kind of like talking to Aunt May there, Norman Oscorp, he's like, yeah. I don't know where my home is. I don't have my, my building isn't anywhere. What's going on? So, yep. you know, maybe this is where we find out uh, who owns Avengers Tower. I don't yep. know. And then, of course, I've heard it both ways is uh, season three, episode 13 of Psych this week. And of course, you mentioned Hawkeye West. You are going to be all Hawkeyed out by not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, because mm-hmm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. you guys are going to do a, a like an additional review um, like a full season review, season after. long review, yeah. Yep. And then we're going to be doing our season long review before that as well, which is our plan for next week, right? Oh yeah, so yeah, I'll be ready to. Go. I'll just be able to shoot the, you know, shoot this right, right from anywhere. You just do it with your eyes closed. You don't need, yeah. We're not even going to need notes before. Oh, you're not going to need notes beforehand. No, no, because no, it's as always going to be at the same bad time, same bad place. 
and have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry, Merry. Merry.